0: Hey, everybody, welcome back to Scaredy Chat. I'm Caitlin Riley here with Monica Suriagi. I'm Monica. And today on the podcast, we are once again talking about the things that terrified us when we were kids and maybe a couple of things that are still scaring us today. So, this week, we are going to talk about a movie that royally messed Monica up. And later, we are going to be joined by the amazing singer, songwriter, actress, director, podcaster, Lola Blanc, who's going to share the thing that scared her the most when she was a kid.
1: Caitlin, I have to talk to you about this movie that, for some reason, this week it just popped back in my head. After years of trying not to think about it, actually. But have you seen <laughs> Deep Blue Sea?
0: Okay, no. I have not seen the the whole movie, but I have seen absolutely insane clips from the movie that I can imagine brings up a lot of things for people who are phobic of sharks. Which I don't oh consider my myself, but... Are you phobic of sharks? Why don't you just I think tell I am, me? <laughs> I think I am afraid of sharks. And I wasn't until I saw
1: this movie. I but think that this made me afraid of sharks.
0: I think that, like, for me, as someone who very, very rarely goes in the ocean, I'm like, the sharks will stay in the ocean. But I imagine it's also because I was not exposed to movies like Deep Blue Sea in a very full oh way. Oh, my a, God. In a formative time in my life. So tell me, why is it that Deep Blue Sea? Has still wrecked you specifically? Deep, Deep Blue Sea has
1: ruined my life because there are some really shocking images in it, which is like good for the movie because it's actually kind of like innovative and cool. But like, basically, these idiots thought that they mm. should make <laughs> sharks smarter. That's the why whole would movie.
0: anyone? That's like the same thing with Jurassic Park. Like, why Let's would you make, make this them monster smarter? Smarter? <laughs> why? <laughs> why? <laughs>
1: But yeah, that that's the whole thing. It's like, um, well, their thought is that they're experimenting on sharks' brains to try to Uh cure Alzheimer's. Okay, Um, and then yeah, because that makes sense. And then half, like not halfway through, but a little bit into the movie, like where things start going wrong,
2: the one scientist
1: (laughs) they go very wrong. But as they're starting to go wrong, (laughs) the one scientist she like admits, like, oh, we in order to experiment on them, we had to make their brains bigger and therefore they're smarter and way more deadly. It's like,
0: why? Of all the animals, (laughs) of all of the animals that you could make the brain bigger of, why would you do the one that could literally swallow you whole but would first, like, chew you up, which makes it significantly worse?
1: Yeah, first put all of your blood outside of your body and then eat you.
0: Yeah. Two rows of teeth, people. Come on. What are we oh, thinking? Teeth. But
1: here, okay, there's two things specifically from this movie that I couldn't, I didn't sleep for months and months and months after this. One of them is, I believe actually it is Samuel L. Jackson's character. I, I think. Sure. I, I, when, I, when I remember it, it's somebody else, but I think it actually was Samuel L. Jackson, but... You know, all the stuff is starting to go wrong, right? And like there's the small band of people that we're going to follow and of course they're going to get
0: picked off, but it's at the beginning when that group assembles, you know. Are they in a submarine or did I make that up? No.
1: No, they but they they are in like an underwater research facility.
0: So on top sure, of that they're it has underwater. To be, it has to be underwater. <laughs> this Alzheimer research facility is also it in the middle to of be the, ocean, yes. the ocean underneath the ocean. Exactly.
1: Um, flawless planning yeah it all makes sense and it was all smart and logical but um it's at that moment you know where the crew has assembled and it's like we got to get out of here what's the plan and samuel jackson's character i guess is like kind of taking charge and he's like monologuing he's like we have to stick together we it's important that we all stick together and as he's talking a shark like Comes out of the floor and eats him. <gasps> oh no! Like, oh. my childhood brain could not understand like a character in leadership dying in the first five minutes. Like, Imagine. I was like, "What?"
0: That's oh not my how gosh. that's supposed to go. No, he just gave the speech. He was the one He's who wanted mid-speech. to stick together. Oh man, that's like anti-scream roles. He's like the one who really, you know, he he laid down the law. He's not supposed so that's to die. The one.
1: And he died. Well, I read later, years, years later, when I could think about the movie, I read right. that um, he was actually supposed to be in it for much longer. But he had like a scheduling conflict or something. So he got busy and he didn't
0: want to be in the Alzheimer's <laughs> shark movie anymore.
1: Yeah. So they was were that like, like can, can you just like write him out? Like,
0: can he die? Is right that away? when like Pulp Fiction <laughs> came out? And he's like, I don't know. I just feel like maybe this is a more lucrative film. What year did <laughs> Pulp Fiction come out?
1: Because this came out in 1999.
0: Is that where, I think Pulp Fiction came out in either 99 or 97, but I'm going to Google it because that information is readily available on the internet. I hope it's 99. Okay, no, it's 1994. So he had already- much earlier. Yeah, much earlier. But, (laughs) you know, maybe they were going to do a sequel that never panned out. I don't know. Samuel L. Jackson's in like every single movie that's ever been a movie. So that probably is why. I love how, how
1: busy he is. He is booked and busy always
0: booked Um. and busy and next week (laughs) is going to be on this podcast how lucky are we Samuel L. Jackson
1: (laughs) yes yes that is not a lie that she just told that is the truth (laughs)
0: you you can't you can't uh you know make us liars Samuel L. Jackson so you can't were you you afraid of sharks in any other context because sharks never were my thing Okay, so
1: after this movie, I was so afraid of sharks because I, I the movie, you know, in the movie, they come for people. Like, it's right. very it's deliberate. Personal. It's like the twist. Personal, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's when, yeah, these, like, oh, these uh, non-sentient
0: things right. being sharks given vendettas. Sharks aren't mad at you. Like, you no. know, sharks Unless never Unless you mad. go in
1: their business. But right. it was one of those things. So I thought that sharks came for people. I must have been, like... <laughs> 12 when I saw this. So, like, I was like, oh, okay, sharks come for you. Like, they just, they find you and they kill you. So, then I was afraid of sharks. And then I tried to like rationalize myself. Well, my mom tried to calm me down about this. She was mad that I saw this movie in the first place because she never would <laughs> let me watch it. I saw it at my cousin's house. So, she was mad that I saw it. But she was like, we're in a house in a town. Like there are no sharks. They're not going to <laughs> <laughs> We live in Pennsylvania. <laughs>
0: like, like we're not, not like, going to just up here Pennsylvania. And get you. Right. Like they're not going to Where would they be? I think that's why sharks didn't scare me because I'm like the odds of me being in my childhood bedroom and gathering a shark felt slim.
1: Are very small. Yeah, so felt slim. There's that. But then that like shortly after that I had a dream because this happens in the movie, that a mm-hmm. shark just burst through the floor of my room. Like, well, through I the mean, wooden floor.
0: That you know? could happen. You know. And then I was scared of them over again. They could live in the pipes, Monica. They could live in your pipes right now. <laughs> Do you know? Is yeah, are, are don't you make confident? me have to move, Caitlin. I'm going to have to move. <laughs> i yes. to move. Yeah. Los Angeles famously, sharks in the pipes. It's so <laughs> okay. funny how our brains can rationalize that, though. It's amazing yeah but that's
1: the one that's the one thing. the other image that is forever in my mind it's like right at the beginning of the movie one of the, a doctor or something scientist whatever gets his arm bitten off by one of these super mm. smart sharks. So they like you know call the medics and they like helicopter in to get him and he's in like a bed and the bed has like the lines that are coming off and like to the helicopter. so he's being helicoptered away. In a real situation, you would put him inside the helicopter. You wouldn't dangle him off the bottom of it. Right. Why are you so, do that? <laughs> so right. that's the first flaw. <laughs> but, yeah. So he, this guy's hanging off the bottom of the helicopter. Oh, no. A the sharks shark can jump. Comes, no. A sh- the sharks jump. <sighs> a shark comes out of the water, grabs him from the bottom. So he's still alive. It's holding on to, like, the gurney. Oh, no. And drags him into the <sighs> water. And the helicopter swings and hits a tower, and then like all those people are dead. Oh my so, god! So now the shark, and then um, there's like the water underwater base with like the glass windows where they look. They you know they watch the sharks. It rams him into the glass window, and his Why? face is like pressed against the glass, and he's still alive because he has an oxygen tank on because he was injured. Oh. So he's alive. Right. This whole. Hi. And the shark is just, like, pressing him against the glass while all of his colleagues are, like, watching from the inside. And they can't and then, do anything. And they can't do anything. And they have to run away because it's breaking the glass. So they have to, uh. like, run away and abandon him while he just gets smushed through this glass window
0: with a sh- shark. <laughs> I, I feel like that probably won't happen. But the odds are not zero. So... You know the odds
1: are not zero.
0: <laughs> and that is the I, problem. I, I think that the lesson here is honestly, if you're going to do experiments, choose like smaller animals. Stupider to make smarter. Animals. yeah. Yeah. Sharks less harmful. Yeah. I wouldn't I don't know. I'm not a scientist, you know. But I, I feel like I know that Alzheimer's <laughs> sharks are not the way.
1: And You know, I was scared of that movie for so many years. Like, I couldn't sleep. I couldn't, I don't know. I was just so scared. And I can remember how scared I was of that specific movie for so long. So if anybody else was afraid of Deep Blue Sea, hit me up. Oh, my God. I am so excited about our guest today. She is a lovely friend. She is a very talented director, actress, singer-songwriter, and also a podcast host. What doesn't she do? She does it all very well also. And she has a fear that's a little damp, I guess I would say.
0: But everybody, Lola Blanc. Hello. Welcome to the podcast, Lola. Thanks so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me.
1: We are very excited to delve into your fears from childhood, specifically this movie, What Lies Beneath. I haven't seen it, so... You're going to have to tell us all about it.
2: Okay, first of all, it does not hold up. I'm really sorry to say. I mean, look, it holds up in some ways. (laughs) Michelle Pfeiffer, gorgeous, gorgeous, but uh, not some. uh, some of the scares still hold up, but some of them you're like, okay, we've seen this a million times by now. But anyway, when I was a child, I had never been more scared of anything, and I feel like that was maybe the first time I actually liked horror movies instead of hating them while my brothers tortured me with them.
0: It's so funny because the first thing we said we're we're like oh my god Michelle Pfeiffer is just a vision like this is amazing look at those cheekbones so stunning and then we got painful
2: to look at her
0: I know that's how I felt too yeah
2: her face is her face is sharp like it looks like it it would hurt me it it would it hurts me
0: (laughs) I I absolutely am obsessed with it if only injectables could give me those cheekbones that would be that would be really great but I don't think that's gonna happen. (laughs) but yeah so this movie i've actually never seen it either but i feel like it's such a cultural touchstone um so why don't you just give us some context about this movie which i don't know if it's if it's a horror movie would you say more or is it more of a psychological thriller as someone who (laughs) yes because you know that clip it's a little hard to tell
2: it's a both. <laughs> it's two in one. <laughs> kind of <laughs> changes tone. I don't want to spoil too much for people. Do we care about that? I don't know. No, please spoil it uh, because we've
0: been, we've been
1: ruining everything.
2: Okay, <laughs> we've yeah, been, been ruining it. <laughs> also, I mean, it's pretty old. Like the time has passed. I think nineteen ninety
0: nine or nineteen ninety four. We were just talking about a movie from nineteen ninety four. So I think we're confused. But uh, I think
2: it's it, later. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> it's uh, it's older though. You know. Yeah, it might yeah. be able to drink now. It might be 21, so we'll see.
2: Oh, cute. <laughs> um. All right, here's the deal. Michelle Pfeiffer married to Harrison Ford. Beautiful house, beautiful life. Wow. Neighbors move in next door. Michelle Pfeiffer's like, oh no, did I just see my neighbor murder his wife? I heard some strange noises. She was crying. She seemed scared. Then he was pull- dragging out something that looked like a body bag. Oh my gosh. So then she starts Ooh seeing things around the house and she becomes convinced that her neighbor's dead wife is haunting the house Um, and it is indeed being haunted one the scene that I sent to Monica in particular is a scene in which it's nighttime
0: (laughs)
1: yes Lola Uh, break it down
0: yes (laughs) so how old were you when you saw this clip where did you see it how did it come into your life
2: um I was probably 12 and I was at a sleepover with girlfriends as one is um and I was still very much Mormon at the time I was still very religious so I no longer t- I no longer believe in ghosts but at the time I very much believed in ghosts and demons and all of the things and were in my friend's basement in her big house watching this movie and it triggered all of my fears
0: <laughs> so you you had like a very strong relationship with like ghosts not literally like you're not it's not like a Casper kind of a friendship with ghosts, but... <laughs> I have a strong relationship <laughs> with yeah, ghosts. Yeah, several <laughs> ghosts. I'm friends with several of them. So you would say that you are somebody who did believe in ghosts, and then when did that belief kind of fade, and and yeah. how did that come into your life and come out of your life, I guess?
2: I don't know how it came out. I think it just was gradual. I, I stopped being religious when I was like in my late teens, tr- slowly on in- into my early 20s, I would say, and my belief in ghosts kind of just went away with it. But that doesn't mean I don't still get afraid of them. Let's be clear. You don't have to believe in something to be afraid of it. Totally. <laughs> totally. But uh, Yeah. But as a kid, you'd be we'd be warned all the time that like and this was a another like a big thing theme that would come up a lot would be people essentially mistaking uh, sleep paralysis for demons so Absolutely. i would be warned yeah i'd be warned all the time that if i sinned too much i would wake up and there'd be a demon staring at me at the foot of my bed um <laughs> so i was in constant terror of that and to this day i have a hard time sleeping without my entire face covered by my blanket because i'm so afraid i'm gonna wake up and see a demon <laughs> looking
0: at me did you have oh, sleep no. paralysis was that is that something that you've like experienced before a lot sleep paralysis for yourself
2: you know, I have experienced sleep paralysis weirdly more as an adult. However, I know what it is, so I keep my eyes squeezed shut and I don't look, but I have I have experienced the sensation of my blankets being pulled off of me and somebody opening the door and whispering in my ear and <laughs> it's quite scary.
1: Yo, if if you ever do let yourself open your eyes, though, you're gonna see the scariest thing. That's just fuel for the scariest movie you've ever made. Oh,
2: true, true. But I, but it's too scary, Monica.
0: <laughs> Monica, <laughs> it didn't is too you, scary. You're right. <laughs> didn't you tell me once? Because you experienced sleep paralysis. Like you're the first. Oh, my yeah, sister real bad. actually also does too. But you, I think, experienced it before her. But you told me once the scariest thing was that you saw somebody that was, like, shaped like your lamp. Do you remember this? That it was, like... Oh, yeah. And it was so scary to me. She still comes around. That's... It's it's specifically
1: Eric's lamp. Eric has a tall, thin lamp with a red lampshade that could be configured as a person with a short, blunt, red haircut.
2: Wait, I'm you mean so... like the haircut that I'm about to have? <laughs> yes. I was thinking Love like
1: just told us that she wants to get like a, blonde, or, a red bob. So, yes. That'd be super Is cool. Is it me?
2: Am I haunting you? I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, if, if it was you, it'd be chill. I'd be like, oh, that's low and just go back. <laughs> uh, yeah, that shit's scary.
1: <laughs> but I do think like, I, I do think like with sleep paralysis stuff you do start to learn how to like manage it and then if you're a creative person like all of us you can use it for other things. So mm-hmm. that's the
0: that's the bright side of sleep paralysis. <laughs> it's true. Should we talk a little bit about this sleepover too because I feel like that so many of the things that scared us when that's we were where kids I was going cuz yeah, yeah I feel like uh, like so many people myself included
1: These scary horror moments come from sleepovers or Mm -hmm. gatherings Mm -hmm. with cousins or when a bunch of kids are together and they want to be a little bad. That's where all these memories come from.
2: Yeah. I mean, do I? I don't remember the specifics of this sleepover, but I have another sleepover story that's kind of just funny, um, which is that in my home, we take Christmas very seriously. We like go the fuck out. We deck everything out in christmas. So when i was a kid we'd have these like santa dolls um all over. It was just little santas everywhere and some of them were a little bit creepy. Kind of creepy santas. And i had, and my birthday is on december 20th and i had a sleepover when i was uh I, I was probably turning like 9 or something and there were santas in the room because it's christmas time Ooh. and one friend was like I think that that Santa's looking at me. And then (laughs) all the other girls, the panic started to spread and everyone started crying because all the Santas were looking at them. And then the girls left and I was all alone on my birthday. They laughed? No, they actually that did not laughed. end
1: the way
0: I wanted that to
2: end. No,
1: me
0: either. I thought that would be a very cute bonding experience, not like a really sad birthday story. I'm so <laughs> sorry. There's no reason to, for Santa to watch you sleep when you think about it. What you're are you doing? you doing bad things in your sleep? You're not neither doing bad nor good things. You are just sleeping. You were in a neutral state. You should not be watching that me. That is
2: so true. That is a great point. I'm going to send a note to Santa. <laughs> right,
0: right.
2: <laughs> to the door This is violating. <laughs> it's a little weird. I I do think
1: that story you just told would to make a really good short. Like you just get like nine for, like 10 9-year-olds <laughs> and then you put Santa's all around the perimeter <laughs> oh and then they god. just they just scare themselves. Like nothing's even happening and then you just like smash cut to all the Santa faces and then True. they're all just
2: screaming. True. Oh my god, I would love to make that. If anyone wants to give me money for that. <laughs> I'm available.
1: (laughs) Yes, and she will crush it. I I think that should happen at some point.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Uh, Yeah. What was your relationship like with horror movies
2: before the sleepover? Before you saw What Lies Beneath?
1: Before you
2: reclaimed them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My brothers. I had three brothers. Uh, I'm the only girl. My brothers were obsessed with horror movies my whole childhood. Obsessed. It was It. was, it, it was Friday the 13th. It was Gremlins. It was Critters. You name it. They were obsessed with it. And they weren't allowed to have rated R movies, but they somehow did anyway. And uh, they would essentially torture me with them. Um, I thought that our VHS copy of it was like, had Satan in it. And so they would like leave it around for me. And <gasps> no. <laughs> um, and like, for whatever reason, the Tommy Knocker. Do you remember the Tommy Knockers? I know of it. Yeah. I oh, haven't seen that one, yes. actually. Yes. It was like a bad show. I- Stephen King show, I want to say, maybe. Yeah, uh, definitely anyway. Stephen King. I remember something, there's some Tommy knockers, Tommy knockers, knocking at the door, something like that. They would chant that to me. They would like to play all these like really mean movies based on horror, uh, uh, pranks based on horror movies, essentially. Oh my gosh, you
1: poor child.
2: (laughs) I mean, it's fine. I'm fine. Uh, But (laughs) I had an aversion to horror movies when I was very young. And I really think that seeing a movie that had, like, a pretty girl in a pretty house instead of just, like, slashers, slashers, you know, and horrible monsters. Oh, Pumpkinhead scared the shit out of me. Uh, oh, I, yeah. I, uh, I think that that really helped me reframe it and was, like, almost sort of a defense mechanism against this thing. And then I was like, I'm a horror fan now. I love to be scared.
1: Under certain circumstances, it works. <laughs>
2: yes. <laughs> And here I am now making horror movies. Look at me now. Yes. Very fun. When you saw this movie, you were still afraid of ghosts at the time. Oh, yes. Oh, very much.
1: Yeah. So were you able to be like, some ghosts should be mad? Or were you still (laughs) like, ah, no, a ghost?
2: Uh, Probably both. I think I definitely went through a phase where we had a very spooky house where I lived in uh, Michigan and then also in Utah. Um, I think I probably went through a phase where I was like trying to talk to the ghosts that I assumed were in my house and like be there for them, <laughs> like be there for Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> that is very sweet. I, when did The Sixth Sense come out? Because I feel like maybe, 1999. maybe that. Yeah, I feel like it was also a product of that movie where I'm like, they just need some help figuring something out. <laughs> I will be the one to be there for them. I think that's also, like, a way to kind of take back control when
0: you're afraid of something. Like, okay, I'm I'm not afraid of you. I am a active helper. So you right. won't murder me because I'm an ally in this right. situation.
1: You can trust me.
0: You'll
1: go for my <laughs> brothers, not me. <laughs> and
0: honestly, they seem kind of mean to you. So, you know, is what it is. yeah the ghost got them. It's fine. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they it should have been nicer to the ghosts.
2: Did your... What about your house made you think that there were definitely ghosts in there? Oh, my God. Okay. So, in Michigan, our house was over 100 years old. It was a farmhouse. It was in the middle of nowhere, rural Michigan. Um, We had 80 acres of land. Um, It was... (laughs) There were rumors. I don't even remember where the rumors came from. Probably just some guy who we knew that some earlier tenant had... Buried bodies on the property. Um, Probably not true, but that was a rumor that I heard in my childhood. But more importantly, like, so we're a very religious family and, you know, definitely believe in ghosts. And there were a couple of instances where we, as a family, all believed that we were being haunted. Um, One of which shall i tell you (laughs) yes
0: Yes, please absolutely Absolutely, tell us
1: (laughs) we're hanging on every word over here
2: (laughs) okay one of which was so we had this really long driveway you can see the house from the street um and it's just like flat on this long driveway and then this big house i guess it's not that big it seemed really big as a child i went back recently it's actually not that big but uh, it seemed big two stories okay um My mom, my parents were divorced by this point. So my mom was out with her then boyfriend. um, And it was me and two of my brothers at home. And they were asleep. And I remember being in the living room while my mom was gone. You know, my older brother's older than me. So he was old enough to babysit. My older brother's older than me. Old enough to babysit. (laughs) Um, And I remember thinking, hey. I'm downstairs by myself tonight and that normally terrifies me and I'm actually fine. And then 30 seconds later, I get this horrible feeling and I am suddenly terrified and I'm like, actually, nope, I don't like being downstairs by myself at all. I'm going to go up to my room. So I went oh, up to no. my room <laughs> um, and then I couldn't get to sleep. I was having trouble getting to sleep. I was really scared, but I was lying in bed for like probably an hour or something Um Finally, my mom comes home and she comes into my room and my name at the time, technically still my legal name was Candace. So my mom comes into my room and she goes, very funny, Candace. And I was like, oh, no, what? Oh, God. Do anything. (laughs) Oh, no. Like, what are you talking about? I'm just lying here. She was like, come on. Very funny. And I was like, I have just been in my room. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, and she was like, you weren't just walking downstairs. <gasps> and I was no. like, no, no, I was not. I've been here. And the boys are asleep and across the hall, like, no. And she was like, oh my gosh, Eddie calls for her boyfriend. She's like, Eddie. And then they go, she like, she's like, stay in your room. And they go like searching through the house because when they were driving on this country road, they both saw. A figure walking through not one window, but two windows. They both saw it um, and drove up and thought that it was one of us. But then they they checked the entire house. All of the doors were locked. Nobody was in the basement. Nobody was hiding anywhere. He like had his had his gun looking around and there was nobody in the house, but they both saw it. So that was one.
0: Uh, Lola, no. <laughs> Lola, I'm sorry to tell you this, but
2: I think ghosts are real. And I was
0: just going to say, <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say, and you don't me. believe in ghosts anymore? Right. They both saw it. The second you were like, oh, they both saw it. I was like, okay, well, yeah, that's it. Ghosts are real. That's it. Done. We're done. <laughs> I trust your mom. I trust uh, Eddie,
2: who I don't know if he's still in your life, but seems trustworthy in this case. So, Yeah. <laughs> it was so scary and then we like had a family huddle and i think we probably prayed and cried and <laughs> it was like the terrifying
1: lola i have another i have another question for you about this movie and then we can move into our game but as a horror director now do mm-hmm. you feel like that like that moment where you were like i actually really enjoyed this do you think that influences your directing style or the
2: stories you like to tell at all now uh Maybe on some subconscious level, but I think that that moment happened much later. Uh, I mean, not that there was one moment, but I think there was one film that kind of made me feel a feeling where I was like, oh, this is a feeling that I really, really love and want to pursue um, feeling more, which then led to me wanting to create it for other people. (laughs) And that film was... Funny Games by Michael Haneke. Oh, my God.
0: The Australian
2: version or the American version? I love the American version. I love Michael Pitt. Michael Pitt's so good in it. Oh, man. a rich serial killer (laughs) yacht boy. I mean, I love him. I love it. That
0: movie really messed me up. I saw that movie whenever it came out. Like, maybe, like, I saw it on demand, I remember. What, like, 2007? Eight? It's probably the darkest movie I think I've ever actually watched. Pro- maybe top top three honestly because when I was watching it, I was like no 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 like there has to be some reprieve for these people someone is gonna take like a golf club to Michael Pitt eventually and nobody but took no, a no one's took do a it. golf club mm-hmm. to Michael mm-hmm. Pitt it never mm-hmm. happened
2: but yeah I might but have that's to revisit life, it baby that's yes. life <laughs> no one's coming to save you
0: <laughs> hopefully not <laughs> everyone's life in this case yeah but well. uh, yeah that was that was a really very very
2: very disturbing movie so very disturbing but very effective and yes man, for it sure made me feel things yeah
0: yeah actually <laughs> i think probably no movie now sorry now you've like unlocked a pandora's box of emotions i'm going back to the time that i first saw it so it's, like, it's true it's like there's so few movies that have actually affected me as much as that movie because it's just so it so is shocking. so messed up <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, nor I'm, is it extre- extremely violent or anything. I mean, it's very violent, but it's not uh, gory necessarily. To other things, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. It's more about the the psychological. Uh, element i mean it's the, they're like emotionally torturing these people on, uh, more so almost than physically torturing them although of course they do also physically torture them <laughs> but yes <Yeah. laughs> the psychological torture is really intense and um and look i don't want to make movies that are just that i want i want to have you know more going on than that but i Hope to one day be able to achieve making somebody feel something so strongly as I d- do during that movie.
1: <clears throat> Absolutely. That's the goal of just, like, making something so powerful that people are like, oh, my God. And now I'm an entirely new person, like a new yeah. personality after seeing yeah. something.
2: Yeah. I want to I wanna be changed. And I want to make other people feel changed after.
0: <laughs> I love that. Okay. I'm going to take us into
1: our game now chill or chilling where we run scenarios by you and you have to decide chill would do chilling absolutely would not do get that shit away from me
0: okay
1: (laughs) great yes so our first scenario chill or chilling cooking a seven course meal for your closest friends and family with no help chilling
2: are you a cook (laughs) not i guess you're not a cook Uh, no No, if it's if it's eggs on toast great otherwise no (laughs) seven different eggs on seven different toasts
1: all different kinds i'd like to present to you this like deconstructed egg on wheat (laughs) and rye
2: (laughs) (laughs) pretty much some cereal i have a cereal for dessert uh no look i can bake a cookie Let's be honest. I can bake a cookie, so that's a dessert. Yeah, can confirm.
1: Mola makes a good cookie.
2: (laughs) Thank you.
0: (laughs) Honestly, I'd rather have
2: cookies most of the time
0: than like a seven course meal. So that seems fine to me. Can you make seven cookies, seven different kinds of
2: cookies? Yes, seven course dessert meal. I'm sold. That's chill. Okay, amazing. Yes, yes, (laughs) cool. Fun that run (laughs) around. Now we're gonna hold you to it. Now you have to do that for us, though.
0: So that's the that's the new thing that you're going to have to do. Great, done. You said it. It's a promise. Okay, so I'll read the next one. Um, And this one is definitely a little bit more disturbing. Um, Spending a night in a haunted house. And I guess you don't believe in ghosts. So let's see if you would actually do this.
2: Fucking chill. I, I seek them out. Okay, I don't believe in ghosts. But because I don't believe in ghosts, I'm constantly like craving supernatural experience and like kind of hoping that i'll have one i yeah lo- i love the ouija board i love finding haunted hotels it's my shit i will absolutely i want to be on one of those shows where they go sleep in haunted places because i'm like yeah scary. Yes. i, w- I want to feel it
0: <laughs> we'll submit your name if we see one that would be yeah, a please. why aren't there shows like? are there shows like that i would like there totally there totally are and yeah okay so this one is I'm not sure if we're living in a universe for this question where The Ring is a movie or not, but let's the say... Ring,
1: okay, preface. The Ring is not a movie at this point. It's the reality you live in, and this tape does float around. Watching
0: the tape from The Ring is the question.
2: Um, uh, chilling. Why would I do that? That's a terrible idea. <laughs> so...
1: The yeah, is, is, <laughs> the I is I an answer. Yes, the reason why you might do that is because in the short film Rings, that goes with the ring, watching the tape has become like a weird game for thrill seekers. Because if you can get somebody else to watch it, you won't die. So people will watch the tape and see how far into the seven days they can go before they make oh, someone else oh, watch oh, it. Oh,
2: oh, oh. I mean, while that does sound fun. <laughs> similar similar to it follows i couldn't live with myself the idea of of passing it on to someone else to then have to bear that burden because what if they don't do it right and then i'm responsible because you're not a sociopath you're a nice person
0: (laughs) see like i understand okay for example the it follows the ring thing okay so i understand why if it happened to you you would be so desperate to pass the tape on, especially if it wasn't a death sentence for that person, because you could be like, hey, look, all you gotta do is you gotta keep the train going. If you get the train going, though I think what happens is, correct me if I'm wrong, because in it follows, if you have sex with a person, um, you pass the demon thing on to them, mm-hmm. and if they die, the demon thing comes back to you, right? Right. Is that the right. Same it's, with like, tape? it's like hot potato or whatever. Right. I don't think that's the same with the tape. So I think that I no, think that if it's, you
2: once the rules are different. You're you don't. done. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. So whether they die or live, it's not really your problem. So you're hoping they live. So that's a good thing. You're hoping they pass the tape on. It's like a pyramid scheme. It's like a ghostly <laughs> pyramid scheme. It's a
1: deadly possessed pyramid scheme. I also think though, for the, the ring tape, I think I'm not sure, but I think you're supposed to add footage to it as well. Like a lot of oh. people start filming themselves because weird shit happens to you and Samara's coming for you. So people start filming themselves and like they it's like they make their own like mashup of it and then pass that on.
0: I don't know. It's like I TikTok. Remember. Yeah, it's like you're right. It's, it's like you stitch. TikTok. Well, that was like what happened in the movie Rings, which is not Rings. Yeah, Rings. So they made the sequel. Like they made the actual sequel. They had the short film and then they made the sequel. Big fans of the ring in this this podcast.
1: <laughs> ring the short is really good. Yeah, I really the short liked the is short. really good.
0: The rings movie could have been better, but I really enjoyed it. But they they basically like play the movie on a plane. They play like the tape on like like an airplane, and they do like all this stuff that you are like, just uh, this. everybody Oh, uh,
2: uh, Wow, yeah.
0: In the digital age, you know,
2: it's We'd a problem. Dead. Yeah, yeah. I would be
0: so fucked, so fucked, <laughs> beyond fucked. So this is the last one. And this is, you know, more realistic fear, I think, than being on the Titanic, maybe. um Having your blood drawn. Would, are you okay with that? Does it freak you out? What do you think? Chill.
2: Chill as fuck. Really? What yeah. Do you, do you enjoy? <laughs> I kind of like it. I think. <gasps> <laughs> oh, my I don't, God. I don't like it. But I there is, like, a part of me that. I don't know. it's still fascinated by blood because I was fascinated by blood when I was like 13, and I'm like, wow, that's coming out of my body. It and is that's amazing. <laughs> it's so red.
0: <laughs> it's so red. <laughs> it's so fun. Fi- so, Monica, do you want to tell the story about how every time you've been like had your blood drawn recently, it's been oh like a God. nightmare, a disaster. Just, because this is, yeah. I, I've been telling everyone this story. I'm like, you know. Oh, really? It, yeah, that's I told right? my mom. So <laughs> that's <course>. everyone. <laughs> I, uh,
1: <laughs> I'm in, Caitlin and I are both in this vaccine trial. So we have to go every few weeks and they draw our blood and, you know, tests and all this stuff. And pretty much every time they draw my blood, something goes very wrong. Like, oh, no. <laughs> every time. Oh, no. Every time. The last like, time, this this just this last time, which was like last week, two weeks ago. Um, You know how, like, needles come in little packs, like little little baggies, you know, little packages? Mm-hmm. And the nurse opens it and pulls the needle out. And the needle is supposed to have a safety cap on it because people mm. are touching it. Oh, no. So the nurse goes to open it. She sticks her finger and she's like, ow. And she pulls her finger back and there's no cap on the needle. Oh, no. And so she was like, What? Like, because, you know, that's just supposed to be there. So she was, like, shocked that there was no needle on this. And she was like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. And then she's like, she's flustered because that's not supposed to happen. And I'm like, I'm it's okay. I'm just sitting here. And then luck also, I will say also blood drawn for me is very chill. Thank God. Because if these things happen oh, to other yeah. people, I think they would pass out. Oh yeah. Um but so she she takes her gloves off, she throws the needle away, she puts on new gloves, and she takes a new needle out. This one's fine, she puts it in my arm. And while she's, you know, connecting the tube where the, the blood flows out blood is collecting in her glove from the stick she just gave herself. Oh no! So she, her her, glo- her fingertip glove is like pooling and she's like, ah! And like she looks at me and like just trying to keep the blood coming out. And normally, and she finishes what she's doing, she unhooks me and then the blood just like starts dripping because she didn't quite connect it <gasps> right. Because uh, she's, oh she's having God. a moment. So she just slaps a band aid over it and then she's like, goes to t- fix her glove. She comes back. And I, I'm like, oh, my arm's wet. Why? And I look up and it's like, it's just pouring <gasps> out through the band aid. Oh my just God. Because like, sh- she didn't put oh. any pressure on it. She just put a band aid over it.
2: Oh my God. And I was like, ah.
1: Uh. <laughs> she's like, ah. Then she comes over and she's like, Jane is the band aid. <laughs> and she's like wiping my blood off of like everything because it's on the chair. It's on that, like wow. that hazmat box. It's like, it's just Ew. all over
0: everything. <laughs> so like,
1: chilling.
2: Okay. It was chilling. It was a chilling oh experience. Oh my God. That is chilling.
1: I was very uh, calm though. I was like, "You're having a hard time. Uh, whatever, take your time. It's fine. It's
0: fine." Because you were losing so much blood, Monica. You're like, "I don't care about anything. Like, it's fine.
2: Like, like I'm feeling really sleepy right
0: now." <laughs> <laughs> I could take oh, it. Oh man, I do know what you mean though. Like how there is something kind of fascinating about like the blood collecting little vials, and maybe that's just me being insane.
1: Okay. Um, Lola, this has been so fun. I'm so glad that you are no longer afraid of ghosts, but
2: that a ghost inspired you in some way. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for having me on.
1: Of course. And can you please tell our lovely viewers where they can find you or your next project that you want people to know about?
2: Yes, my website is lolablanc.com. My podcast about cults is called Trust Me, and you can find it wherever you get your podcasts. And on Instagram, I'm Lola. O-O-H-L-A-L-O-L-A.
0: That was adorable. You have the best yeah. Instagram handle when it's spelled out. Oh, my God. That's what I was just <laughs> going to say. And I was like, is that weird? No. Yeah, it is. <laughs> oh, no, thank you. H- do it again. Wow. Amazing. <laughs> you don't have to do it again. <laughs> thank you so much for spending the last uh, hour or so with us. We had so much fun. And I'm going to go watch that movie. I'm going to go watch What Lies Beneath Now. Let me know what you think. Well, the twist won't surprise us, but I think the journey is worth the But Michelle
1: Pfeiffer's cheekbones always will.
0: Sharp. Always will, no matter what. (laughs) So sharp. Thanks so much, Lola.
1: Thanks so much for listening, everyone. We hope you enjoyed Lola's spooky story about ghosts and Michelle Pfeiffer. And hey, if you enjoyed this episode, make sure you do at least one of these three things. Share this podcast with someone who loves scary things and will love it too. And go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe and rate and review. It really helps us out. And the third thing, make sure you follow us on Instagram at chat underscore podcast. And I have one last request, but this one's more like for you, for fun. If you have a scary story or a scary moment from your childhood that you want us to talk about, make sure you email it to us at story at